The air was cold and brisk that January. Samuel Paris paced back and forth nervously, too caught up in his own dilemma to notice the freezing sting in his lungs that he felt with every breath. He'd only been in this village for a few years, and the stress that came with the day-to-day -day responsibilities had begun to wear on him. He had been hired as the village pastor, but week after week, many of the congregants criticized him and his preaching. The village was split in two by his teachings, but he knew that in the eyes of God, he was a righteous man, and by the strength of God, he could remain vigilant and obedient in his position. But while this constant fluctuation of support from the congregation weighed upon his shoulders, in this moment, his mind was occupied by something else. He worried for his young daughter, Betty, and his niece, Abigail. They'd been acting so bizarre lately, and Samuel could only hope that the doctor's diagnosis would help to alleviate whatever ails them. It must be some kind of disease, though not one with symptoms Samuel is familiar with. The girls complained of a strange pinching sensation down their arms and legs. They yelled out odd noises in random intervals, and their bodies would fold and contort into strange, uncomfortable positions. The doctor stepped out of their room and beckoned for the pastor to come forth. His diagnosis would be the first domino to fall in a long trail of death, accusations, and tragedy that would stain the village of Salem forever. Pastor, I'm afraid the girls have been witched. Hi everyone, welcome to the Odd Ones Spooky Halloween Spectacular. <laughs> Just for the fun of it, we decided to bring you... <laughs> Sorry, Nathan, I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> uh, we oh. decided to bring y'all a bonus episode for the Halloween season in addition bonus. to the usual bi-weekly episode release. <laughs> <bonus>. What? <laughs> what did I say? Did I say something stupid? Bonus. No, I did. Oh. No, no, a, a, a bonus episode. A bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Well, everybody, it's a boot time for a Halloween bonus episode. <laughs> Shout out to our Canadian audience that doesn't exist. Bonus. And someday. We're do banned we, in Canada. Soon. Do we need a trigger warning? Like the like intro thing? Podcasting um, strings. I just like, realized I didn't warning. write one because... There's something about this episode probably containing things that might bother you. All so right, we're real quick. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to do a funny but spooky record scratch. <laughs> yup, that was scary for sure. <laughs> and I'm going to let you guys know that this podcast contains strong language and graphic depictions of criminal offenses. And this episode contains discussions of murder, assault, this witchy things witchcraft. witch stuff yeah witchcraft. Witch, witchcraft and just bad people who suck just be careful when you listen yeah listener discretion Did is your advised ban you from listening to harry potter you probably won't like this either <laughs> right. well they're gonna love this because well, it's based on real life so <laughs> we are excited to bring you guys this uh, bonus episode i have an exciting story for you all tonight uh one that you guys are probably familiar with but i don't know if you guys know too much about um the salem Witch i've Trials literally heard of them but i know virtually nothing about them i so was hoping this is interesting i was hoping that that would be the case um hopefully i go into enough depth that it's uh interesting and everything um. In uh, my American literature class that I had to take in college, we talked a lot about Salem and the witches and the Puritans and stuff like that. So, 
Also, do we need to introduce ourselves? Um, I was about to get to that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. It, it's, to- it's totally okay. So, let's have everybody introduce themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally the next thing. Uh, let's start with... Why do I always have to start? Oh, fine. Hey, I'm Hannah. I'm Josiah. David. Hey, it's Sarah. My name is Nathan. And I'm your host, Tanner Azanero, a.k.a. The Spooky One. I, okay. I'm the odd one. Witch hunts, in this case, meaning the government-sanctioned conviction and execution of individuals found guilty of witchcraft, began in Europe in the 14th century, and continued until Europe's last documented execution of a witch, taking place in Switzerland at the end of the 18th century. It is believed that somewhere between 40 and 60,000 executions were carried out against individuals convicted of witchcraft during this time. Though I'm sure we're all aware of what a witch is, the belief among many at the time was that witches had traded their souls in exchange for magical powers granted to them by the devil. Some of these powers included shape-shifting into animals as well as other human forms, speaking with animals, and the power of flight. Now, with all that said, before we continue any further, I have to ask, just because I never have... Are any of you guys witches? Guilty. Um, oh, so no. Sarah's just... I already would have flown out here's of here. What, here's what. all I'm going to say about go it. I saw TikTok the other day that explained... Oh, no, are you on witch TikTok? <laughs> no. Witch that talk? place. Witch talk kind of scares me. It is a little um, scary. Continue. It's pretty scary. Um, I did see this thing, though, that they were like, if you have this one freckle on the specific <laughs> part of your arm... It means that you're a descendant of the Salem witches. And you also I said that the square that. root of answer was 420. <laughs> so I don't believe shit that you say. Um, say it was the square root of Vans, <laughs> which is which was 420. That's really funny, Sarah. <laughs> um, uh, I'll also say, didn't like witches like a few months back like put a hex on the moon or something? I think what? there so was like there was like some weird there was like some weird news point where the moon was hexed, and I think that's hilarious. No, but seriously, I feel like uh, like being a witch is a way more like normal thing now. Right? Oh it's well, here's the thing: normal. like Wiccan. All this said, yeah. and all those statistics said, like witches are in terms of like living that lifestyle not necessarily in terms of magic are real like there were people actually practicing witchcraft and everything it's just what we're talking about are the people abusing power to yeah yeah Yeah. essentially (laughs) using their power and authority to kill people by going you work with the devil and then that person going Huh? No, I'm sorry. What was that free thought? Wait, wait, oh, you're dead. Yeah. I, what was that free thought? Uh, you're, oh, you're dead. Christianity for the yeah. sake of power. Exactly. I can't hear you over the sound of your neck snapping. Anytime we think, anytime somebody mentions, 
Anytime someone mentions the Salem witches, I just think of like in high school, I had to read The Crucible, which is kind of about that. It is. And, that book um, was a drag. It was, yeah. And my best friend, Kelsey, would always just run up to me and she'd say, I saw Goody Good with the Devil. And <laughs> <laughs> I saw what? Yeah. I saw Goody Good with the Devil. They, goody good? Like the, like the wives I, would be like Goody Proctor, okay. Goody uh-huh. Good. Uh, and there I, I yeah. want to meet this girl. Yeah. And I think about that at least once a week. So. <laughs> In the mid-17th century, there were two settlements in the area where our story takes place. Salem Town, the larger, more affluent settlement on Massachusetts Bay, and Salem Village, the inland, poor farming community where the witch trials would take place. About 500 people lived in the small village, and many of these individuals were already divided from one another based on their feelings toward Samuel Paris. Paris became the Puritan minister for Salem Village in 1689. He had attended Harvard College in Boston for some time before dropping out once his father died. Upon arriving in Salem Village, Samuel Paris brought with him his wife, Elizabeth, his children, Betty, Thomas, and Susanna, his niece, Abigail, and two slaves, a man named John Indian and a woman named Tichuba. Samuel Paris aggressively pushed his Orthodox Puritanism onto the village, insisting that anyone who is not a member of the church leave the service for communion. His teachings divided the villagers, with many also being upset with Paris for seeking a higher wage as well as ownership of the parsonage early in his career. In January of 1692, Paris's daughter and niece, Betty and Abigail, respectively, along with their friend Anne, began exhibiting strange behavior. Betty was nine years old, Abigail was 11, and Anne was 12. The girls described uncomfortable sensations of poking and biting on their skin, and they also would randomly throw fits, screaming and twisting their bodies into strange, uncomfortable positions. Looking back, historians can only speculate on the cause of the strange behavior, if it was even strange at all. Some historians suggest that the girls were simply ill-mannered delinquents. Others offer that convulsive ergotism could have been the cause of their strange symptoms, which occurs when an individual eats bread made of rye infected with ergot. Side effects include vomiting, fits, and hallucinations. Organism, er, er, uh, convulsive ergotism, ergotism, ergotism. I've yes. never heard of that. I learned something new today. E- yeah, E R G O T I S M. I just feel like that's such a far gone thing that wouldn't happen to us. Yeah. Oh right? yeah, no. That, like, I, yeah. It's just like yeah. because we're poisoning clean. themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was when you were any better. describing that, I was just kind of like they're kids. Yeah, like, like yes. sixteen hundred. Like they're twisting in weird ways. I don't know. I probably did a weird, like they're throwing contortionist a thing. Twitch? When yeah, when I was twitch? like when I was nine, I was as flexible as ever. When I, I was could nine, do whatever. My bones could bend. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. It's like kids do weird things, mm-hmm. even in the sixteenth century. Yep. Like yeah. people are weird. Yep. Yeah, I mean the devil's in you until <laughs> <laughs> until you're like eleven. <laughs> he leaves. Multiple devils. He it's comes back Christian to visit, fact. but that's it. Also, that's not true. It makes complete sense to me that this is happening in like the middle of nowhere version of Salem. That still happens today. Why is the weirdest stuff happening in the middle of nowhere? 
You know what I mean? I also think that um, sometimes in smaller communities, there's kind of a uh, a vacuum of information yeah. and thought. Oh, yes. I was going to say group think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, so that can be But it's be just like you of... said that, I was like, nah, that checks out. And then out. also yep. mid 16th, or 16th century, yeah. just like later 16th, void or 17th century. Yeah. Also, you don't have Google. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it's it's like, over. Anything you don't understand, you're like, yep, that's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I will say, uh, as we get into it later, like this, the Salem witch trials were way bigger than just this village. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. They expanded like that's why they're so well known. Far beyond the village. A month after the girl's symptoms began, William Griggs, the local doctor, came to examine Betty and Abigail. He came to the educated conclusion that the girls were being afflicted by something supernatural. Specifically, they had been bewitched. I said educated, and I want everyone to be very aware how sarcastic I was being. <laughs> to confirm this, a neighbor suggested to Paris's slaves, John Indian and Tichuba, to perform a witch cake ritual. The witch cake was a pastry believed by some to have the power to reveal bewitchment. The witch cake was made with rye flour, as well as the urine of the suspected victim. What? <laughs> Bro. I was about to say you act bad and then you get something good, but damn. The cake was then fed to a dog, and if the dog began to exhibit the same symptoms as the human being, the presence of witchcraft would be proven. Like I said, they didn't have Google. Okay, but, okay, wait. Whose original idea was it, to find out if this is a witch, let's feed him piss cake? I don't understand. Feed, like, I feed a dog. <laughs> a dog. Feed a dog piss cake, not just, yeah. not just the person. Also, like, yeah, poor pupper. <laughs> well, here, here, I have the explanation for why, and it'll it'll make sense to you guys real quick. So, the reason it was dogs is because dogs were believed to be a popular familiar to the devil, like hellhounds. Yeah. I okay. Yeah, with that context, I can yeah, or like yeah. Cerberus. Puppy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cerberus or hellhounds. Things you like. Look at a puppy. sweet puppy, like, I know. The devil. You see those little face. <laughs> I just imagine this like pug that has like breathing issues. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's insane. I don't know anything. No, no. See, I'm just picturing like a cute little lab, like a Labrador, just, you know. I will say Yorkies are are of Satan. (laughs) 100%. Small dogs aren't real dogs. But Lab, yes. Lab is... Under 25 pounds, you're like not even real anymore. You are a hamster. Yeah. That's Kiko. The the beefiest hamster you've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was Give the sound of the hamster breathing. Of John Indian John Indian at the request of the neighbor Mary Sibley collected all of the girl's urine and gave it to Tichuba to bake into a cake. The two right, Tichuba doesn't sound so They combined at all. all of their urine? Yep, so they took all uh three. Actually, I'm not sure if Anne is um Involved at this point. I think Anne actually might start exhibiting symptoms after uh, Betty and Abigail. Like, do you think it was... Oh, I guess they're not eating the cake. I was about to be like, do you think it's the cake? Well, so so they take the urine of at least two of the girls. Uh, Tichiba bakes it into a cake. 
and and this is at the uh this is at the request of the neighbor also like this isn't at <laughs> yeah. the request of uh of samuel paris the neighbor's um, like hey if you could just yeah the neighbor goes over to the slaves and is like <laughs> i'm white do this because i say so and like that's that's what happens and they're like well we gotta this sucks okay. um so then <laughs> the two feed the cake to the dog but unfortunately the experiment brought forth no clear results what it did Shocker. bring what it did bring however was samuel paris's fury he condemned the experiment when he discovered what had happened and flew into a rage he demanded that the girls tell him who had bewitched them to which they answered with three names sarah good sarah osborne and tituba also can we just children would say names in his fit of fear can we just like rewind for a second can you imagine going to the doctor and be like Man, I have this like weird spot on my back. Do you mind looking at it? And then he like checks it out and you like turn around. Oh, and he's that's like, Satan. That's supernatural. <laughs> yeah, You'd yeah. be so confused. Yeah, yeah what? You, you've been You're hexed. bewitched. <laughs> you got a hex. You're on screwed, your bud. Like, <laughs> what happened? Oh, Bazilbub cursed you. <laughs> it's just the worst. Um, so, yeah. So, essentially, Samuel Paris is like, Why did you feed a piss cake to my dog? I can't believe you've done this. I'm so angry that girls, you're going to tell me who bewitched you and I'm going <clears> to <throat> scream at you until you say names. And then these little punk ass kids were like, uh, these three people. And that's what happened. Now, one of those was a slave where the others like family members. Uh, so, so the, so I'll get to who the three, okay, cool. um, oh yeah, I'll get to I'm who just the like three. jumping the gun on everything. Uh, yeah, you, you really <laughs> are. You're so ahead of me. You're like, tell me the story. Um, <laughs> Here, I'll continue. So, Sarah Good was a homeless beggar woman. Sarah Osborne was an elderly woman who had been shunned by the village for her affair with an indentured servant. Justice Slave. for Sarah's. Um, <laughs> indentured servants are real. They're slaves. Um, Tichuba... <laughs> one of the Paris's two slaves, had been with the family for years and had come to Salem Village with them from Barbados. Her ethnicity is not entirely clear, though it's likely she was a South American native. All three of the women initially accused were fragile and vulnerable against the scrutiny of the village. Tichuba had been mercilessly interrogated by villagers, and it's likely that her courtroom confession that followed this interrogation was coerced. At first, she denied her involvement. The other two women also denied having any association with witchcraft. But then, Tichuba began to speak of a night where the devil appeared to her. She said that she had signed her name in a book he presented to her, and that she had also seen the names of Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne written in the book, along with many others that she could not read. Tichuba's confession poisoned the village with suspicion, confirming for the villagers that they had an infiltration of devil-worshipping witches in their midst. What then followed was a rapid increase of young girls showing the same symptoms that Betty, Abigail, and Anne had. They writhed in apparent pain on the ground and spoke of demonic apparitions coming to attack them each claiming they knew who in the village were the witches calling forth the devil's horde. These accusations passed by many of the poor, marginalized members of the village and began to include prominent figures in the community. People in positions of respect were outed as witches by these young girls. 
It is important to note that Salem Village was divided by more than just their strong-armed Puritan preacher. Living in the village were two prominent families, the Putnams and the Porters. The Putnams represented a majority of the village assisting and speaking for the poor farmers and seeking more independence from the wealthy Salem town residents. The Porters, however, were an affluent family with strong ties to other well-off merchants in Salem town. The majority of accusers during the Salem witch trials ended up being members or associates of the Putnam family. Enemies of the Putnam family were a majority of those accused. All of it was just political motivations to be like, hey, you're my 10-year-old kid. Roll around in the dirt for a little bit and point your finger at the the family that we don't like. That's crazy. Yep. Imagine, wait, um, imagine if people did that today. So, like, what... You it's know called how politics, we don't, but... We, we don't do well with, like, the HOA here. <laughs> what if they just, like... Called us a witch. Yeah, you're witches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just roll around in the dirt and point it at your house. Warlocks. Warlocks. Here's the thing, though. Warlocks. Running shirtless in the street, and they'd be like, "Oh, he's got a demon in him." Yeah. Also, can oh, we just say? Well, can we just say we don't get along well with the HOA because we want to park one car in front of our house? Wait, but can this I? This is way too much. This is a separate. This is a new podcast. Yeah, no, <laughs> can I? Can I also say? Y'all are y'all are males, so this wouldn't have happened. You wouldn't have. That's why I said warlocks. Because yeah, you. That yeah. didn't, but that didn't even happen. Like men, That's true. am I correct women. in saying men were not accused of witchcraft? No, that is actually, not true. Actually, women really? were the majority. However, uh, I'll I'll get into who kind of gets probably like people that defended there, them. There right? were a few men that were accused in the witchcraft. Yes, trials. there were. Yeah, yes. so. Mm. Among the first of the well-respected individuals to face accusation was Rebecca Nurse. After Nurse, the accusations began to increase exponentially, with informal hearings and imprisonments taking place on May 27, 1692. The governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony, Sir William Phipps, intervened and installed the Court of Oyer and Terminer. I think I'm saying this right. The court was made up of seven judges and was presided over by Lieutenant Governor William Stoughton. Defendants were not allowed assistance of counsel and had to defend themselves based on their own word. It was very clear from the beginning of the trials that the word of those accused was not worth as much as the word of the accusers, as testimony of spectral evidence was considered valuable and damning. Spectral evidence here meaning, (laughs) I saw a ghost fly towards me and it said, such and such person was a witch. Right. And that was considered like primo evidence in the in the cases. In many of the trials, defendants would be attempting to clear their name while the young women who accused them would begin to writhe around on the ground in apparent pain right in the middle of proceedings, claiming How that the convenient. defendant was sending Satan after them at that very moment. In many cases, this effectively negated any defense or merit any of the accused had. There were those in the village who were fully aware of the toxic mob mentality and baseless lies that dominated the courtroom. However, fear of retribution kept any of these individuals from defending the accused or protesting the trials. While many believe that those found guilty were burned at the stake in Salem, all of the executions were carried out by hanging. 
The infamous Gallows Hill was the site where these individuals were murdered, the first of which being Bridget Bishop, who was executed on June 10th, 1692. On July 19th, five more were hanged, including Rebecca Nurse, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, and Sarah Wilds. George Burroughs was Salem Village's minister from 1680 to 1683, and he had been summoned from his home in Maine to face accusations that he was the witch's leader. In the moments before his death, he perfectly recited the Lord's Prayer, which called into question his guilt for many due to their belief that a witch would be unable to recite the Lord's Prayer. Any protests against his death fell upon deaf ears, and Burroughs was hanged on August 19th of 1692. Nathan is shaking right now. I like the fact that they were like, wait a second. He said the Lord's Prayer. Then he must not be a witch. Okay, I'm glad that they can question themselves to the bare minimum. But Not just, to the point of saving let's, life. Let's say, he, yeah, I guess that's true. Let's just say that he is a witch. Are, they really are just going to give it up because he said the Lord's Prayer? Apparently. I feel like back then people were just driven by like superstition. Yep. And so Very like true. if if anything shook that or kind of like contradicted a superstition that they believed, I feel like they would be like, oh. And also I feel like a lot of older um, communities and lifestyles were very much like religion is we use this to make people follow the rules. Yeah. I mean, obviously here we are and people getting murdered for being witches. Right. So I think that in a lot of cases it was, you know, indoctrinated in you to be a rule follower so that you would go to heaven and mm-hmm. et cetera. And oh. that those have rules to be were submissive. Right. And that those rules were like like set in stone too. So it's just yeah. of course they would believe in, you know, crazy stuff like that. Burroughs was hanged on August 19th of 1692 alongside George Jacobs Sr., Martha Carrier, John Proctor, and John Willard who were hanged on the same day. Giles Corey had been accused of witchcraft but refused to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. Because of this, and also simply because he was accused in the first place, many suspected his guilt and decided that he needed to be tortured into confessing his covenant with the devil and who other witches in the village were. Giles Corey was laid on the ground and a large wooden board was placed over his body. Villagers then began to place large, heavy boulders onto the wooden plate, slowly crushing Giles as they added more and more weight. He wailed out in pain as his body was slowly squished against the earth, and he was pressed to death, dying on September 19, 1692. His wife, Martha Corey would be hanged three days later for crimes of witchcraft, along with seven other individuals, including Mary Eastie, Mary Parker, Alice Parker, Anne Pudiator, Wilmot Red, Margaret Scott, and Samuel Wardwell Sr. Pudiator? <laughs> okay, I, okay, I can, I can feel actually, good about like laughing at a name because these people are far so gone. So I, far it's gone. It's also P-U-D-E-A-T-O-R. Wait, slower. P-U-D-E-A-T-O-R. Pudiator? 
Poot eater, I guess. Poot eater. Poot eater doesn't sound any better. I'm not gonna lie. Poot eater. Poot eater. Poot eater. All I gotta say is that sucks for Giles. Oh my god, that's horrifying. It's terrible. Like, it's been a few centuries, but I'm sorry. Also, like, he's getting squished to death. If he says, like, if he wants relief and he's like, okay, I'm a witch, then, like, he gets burned to death. Like, I'm sorry, I'd rather be squished to death than burned to death. So, I get to this a little later in the script. Most of the people who confessed uh, were acquitted. What? Yep. Yep, most of the people who were like, yeah, I'm a witch. No, no punishment. It's... I feel like a so lot of it... especially fuck the people that got burned, I guess. Well, no one got burned. That was what I said earlier, was oh, no one got burned, everybody got hanged. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, no one got burned, but we're pretty sure. I think a lot of it was people would die just by being tortured for so long, because people were like, you're a witch. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm not. And in the process of like just sticking with their guns and like not confessing to being a witch... They died. Mm-hmm. And also, these people, they're so bored. They can think of the most grotesque ways to kill somebody. Like, I don't know if you've ever looked at pictures of, like, the Salem museums and stuff like that. But they still have really some badly. of the contraptions that they invented specifically to torture those under trial in the witch trials. Awful, awful stuff. Just to torture them into a confession. This is also the time when they thought leeches were a good medicine. So clearly, if you got cut once, you were probably just dying. Yeah. Well, they would also, speaking of cuts, I, I believe that uh, areas of swelling, they would literally just take a knife to and like, yeah, it was bleed called bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they thought illness lived in letting the blood, blood. so it, it, yeah. be letting blood. So they would just like slice you open. There's actually this Somebody device. Somebody would literally be dying, and they're like, "I'm just gonna let them bleed out a little bit because that helps." I did that already. There's this device. Um, it's like up to the Victorian age, and it's like this little. It's like, like almost like a stamp size block. And it's spring-loaded blades, and you press the back like a syringe, and like four to five blades like swing down, and they cut your skin so you can start letting blood, but it doesn't cut you deeply. Uh, So you just like, you set it on your arm, and you cut, and then you set it on your chest, and you cut. And so you just like slowly bleed out the illness. And this is like up to the Victorian times. And then you pass Uh, out. If you think about it, we have advanced so exponentially, it's horrifying. Oh, like even like 20 years ago, like terrifying. Like the world is scary today. Like (laughs) we are so baby, like in terms of being alive. Like, geez. (laughs) 19 people in total were hanged at Gallows Hill. Plus, Giles Corey's death makes 20 executions. But the executions were not the only deaths caused by the Salem witch trials. Due to poor conditions and maltreatment, a few of the accused individuals died in prison. This included Anne Foster, Sarah Osborne, and Roger Toothacre. Sarah Good, who was later executed, was pregnant at the time of her arrest and gave birth to her daughter, Mercy, in prison. The newborn also died in prison. Shocker. Fuck them. Lydia Dustin was another woman arrested and charged with witchcraft. 
Lydia was found not guilty, but she was not released because she had yet to pay back her court fees. She's... We can't get her yet. She owes us money. And it was probably like a sheep, something she couldn't get in a prison. Sheep. That's the most modern punishment we've heard yet. True. She spent about a month or two in prison where she died. That's awful. She was found innocent. Or charges were dropped. Either way, they were like, never mind, you're not a witch. After death. No, before. Oh, okay. But they were like, even though you're innocent, we're dropping charges, you still owe us court fees for the trial that didn't happen. We love money motivation. And she couldn't get out of prison. Again, the most modern death we've seen thus far. You're innocent, but guilty. Yep. Yep. Innocent, but poor, more like. That's so disheartening. Yep. I hate that for her. Yep. She wasted away in prison for two months because she was too poor, even though she was innocent. Did they just like not feed her? Like, what's happening? Probably not. Probably horrible. They barely had enough food to feed the people who weren't in prison. <laughs> That's yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. This brings the total death toll of the Salem witch trials to twenty-five. Around two hundred people were accused during the time of the trials. The majority of those who were acquitted were individuals who confessed to witchcraft. The Puritan belief was that God would be their punisher once they died, so long as they came clean about their sins in life. Thus, the people wouldn't need to punish them because God would. The individuals who stood up for themselves were the ones who were killed. Did they read the Bible? Did they? Uh, Did they try? So did they just let these women that were like, yeah, I'm a witch. And they were like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Settle it in hell. Um, (laughs) They they just let them like live in the community. So I don't know if they like, if they were like, you're innocent, but your property's gone. I don't know if there was like... (laughs) If I mean, I imagine that there was like further outcasting. They become and like the town hag, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there were apparently a lot of town hags of two hundred people hags, were, yeah. you know, uh, accused. I have a um, decent witch life, by the way. Uh, oh yeah, wait, Try, Nathan, yeah. are you are you a witch? Oh. If you say yes, we won't kill you. Well, silence speaks <laughs> oh. louder than words. If you so. say no, that's we will. true. Oh, guys, uh, fill the bathtub. We gotta throw Nathan in, see if he sinks or not. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, funny. Let's do it. If you deny it, I'm gonna set a couch on you till you admit. <laughs> We're all gonna sit on the couch on you, <laughs> one at a time. That's not Joke's funny. A man is dead. Fit under there. Um, <laughs> 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 he's totally fine. It's been kidding. days of us on the couch. We're dead. He finds a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're done. Right. He finds a Snickers down there. <laughs> Ew. Well, it'll probably be wrapped. I survived yeah, off the Snickers. <laughs> okay. Sponsor us, Snickers. Well, either way, I, I think that's... <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Butterfinger. The whole judgment <laughs> thing is interesting to me because Christianity preaches on, like, accept Jesus into your heart and you will receive heaven at the end of your life. Uh, but no, not fully, according to these people, at least. I mean, like, it. yeah, I don't know. I think it's silly that they're like, yeah, you're a witch, so, like, God will, like... I mean, God obviously has the end all say all but like i feel like that just goes against what the bible says at that point it's, it's not so nonsensical that i think no matter how much we would try and understand it it's moot like you sounds know, like a great theology to me i don't know what you're talking about you know how when for example like a bully they're picking on you and you are 
you know, just crying. You're giving them like what they want. Mm-hmm. But the second you're like, yeah, you should punch me. I have a really punchable face. They're like, oh, <laughs> man, I don't want to punch you anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, you're right. It's totally like, like you don't want to kick and scream while I kill you. What's yeah, the fuck? It's like, it's like they, oh the God. people who are like fighting back and they're like, I swear to you, I'm not a witch. These people are lying. That's just like fueling the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the second somebody's like, oh, I'm a witch. They're like, oh, Well, because it. it's like, of course, a witch would say that. A witch would say I'm not a witch, you know, like. So yeah, if you're if you're accused of a crime, just confess. You'll get away. And with I it. think part of it too was um, a big reason why people were acquitted was because they would go, "I'm a witch," and list of people is also witches, yeah. and so, so that's what it would do. Out, yeah, yeah, what it would be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Exactly. We be deflecting. October 29th, sixteen. 92. Governor Phipps ordered an end to the court of Oyer and Terminer once his own wife had become one of the accused. He replaced Oyer and Terminer with a superior court that was not allowed to admit any spectral evidence. 56 people were indicted once the trials resumed in early 1693, but only three were convicted. All of these individuals were later pardoned by Governor Phipps in May of 1693 when the Salem Witch Trials finally ended. In January of 1697, the General Court of Massachusetts established a day of fasting intending for people to remember the egregious government-sanctioned murders that took place during the trials. In 1702, the general court declared that the Salem witch trials violated the law. Anne Putnam, one of the accusers, publicly apologized for her statements in 1706. 22 of the 33 individuals convicted of witchcraft were exonerated in 1711. The remaining 11 individuals would not be exonerated by the state of Massachusetts until 2001. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Wait, but all these people are dead, no. right? At the, okay, by, by this point. No, so no, they're, they're still alive. They're they're 2000, yeah. yeah. No, they are. But, yeah. like, but like even back like... If they were still alive. No, so, the so these we're talking, about, were we're talking about 33 individuals convicted of witchcraft who weren't executed. They okay, were in they prison. They weren't executed. Yep. Oh, okay. For some reason, 11, 11 of them were still just like, no, nah, <laughs> you... Like, you stay in prison. And You've it, got a couple hundred that's years That's called resource management. And it took until 2001 for Massachusetts to be like, oh, shit. We forgot about them. No, they weren't witches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, that's cool and all. But at the same time, that feels like it's so retroactive in the terms of 300 years that it's like. Why do you even? Why do that? you just want to look cool? Right. Like, what's Let's the just point? Sweep that under the rug. And like, they're they're dead and gone, and like that's like it's a nice sentiment, yeah. sure. But literally, no one alive today has any sort of connection to those people. That like, were who alive was sitting then. around in two thousand one, going, I "Wonder if anyone was ever like not acquitted who should have been from the witch, witch trials? Like, what? Maybe know. there was a like a thought. relative, like down the family tree, you know, that was like my great 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 grandmother." Rotted in jail because we were I do wonder witch, if it landed on some kind of a uh, some kind of an anniversary of of some sort. That but could, also, like, what's the anniversary of like you know currently poor people living in Massachusetts or people that can't afford like base li- living housing and stuff like that, and they're focusing on 
the witch trials from 300 years ago. It doesn't matter if there's like some distant relative that's like, my, it doesn't matter. There are more pertinent matters going on. Well, obviously there's stuff that's more important, but I can at least having like a the tiniest bit of understanding mm-hmm. that a relative like super far down the line is like my family had a bad rap in this age and I kind of want to just clear that up because it's not true yeah and like I just want to like erase that because it's it's not real yeah. and it's like unfair and maybe like and there, there's like some form of like justice to that because it's like mm-hmm. it has flown under that radar for hundreds of years yeah I to me obviously a person not relative to a witch in the Salem witch trials to me I'm like who cares they've been dead and gone for three centuries right but maybe to someone they're like that is my family right yeah we don't know the context of the um of the uh the exoneration yeah Yeah, we don't know the context of it but either way shouldn't have happened at all to begin with right yeah but can I point something else out too it's amazing to me that so soon after the trials ended, people were like, yeah, that was pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, it was like five years afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, it's like, they're like, they're like, ooh. No, they knew. And there up. were people they, they who know. knew that it was wrong in the moment. And a lot of them didn't speak up. A lot of towns. Well, yeah, didn't because they would have been, you know, <laughs> been hung. Hung. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's amazing to me that they were like, yeah, Dang. we messed up. We were like all just in a big fever dream for like years together. Well, it's like, oh, uh, that, that was whack. They were like, at the moment, like in the moment, they're like, this is whack, but well, just, I can't say anything. Just I'll just be called frenzy. a witch. So. It was a frenzy that everybody was kind of grouped into. Yeah, just weird it, mob it mentality. It swept like New England. It was amazing. But I mean, it's just, it's almost comical how quickly they were like, yeah. We wanna. We we're, we're sorry about it's that. It's kind of like you when know? you yell at your mother as a child, and you're like, "Yeah!" in the moment, and like two seconds you're later, after. you're like, "Oh, so I shouldn't have done that." I'm so sorry. Yeah. A weird thing also for uh, Massachusetts politicians in the year 01 to be like, "I feel guilty." <laughs> like what? Right. Like what? Well, again, we don't know if it was like a. I don't but know. The I, context, again, don't I know guess, the context, yeah. but I'm just presenting. Still weird. Several points that could just be like, that's strange. Like, like, why do you feel guilty about a thing you have no connection to? Right. I'd like to think that um, Sarah Osborne, Sarah Good, and Tituba and all those ladies just appeared to him in like a dream one night and were like, you have to. Or so they he's a witch. Or they were actually witches and they haunted <laughs> yeah. him. They all like got in his head and they were like, we're going to mess you up if you don't <laughs> do something about we're it. We're witches. <laughs> we are going to ruin your political career. If you don't career. say we weren't witches, we're going to mess we're gonna you gonna up. We're going to witch the fuck out of you. <laughs> Uh, Okay. The Salem witch trials had a profound effect on the United States legal system with the tragedy playing a part in the presumption of innocence until proven guilty, the right to counsel, and the right to cross-examine one's accuser. Yeah, that's the thing. There's no counsel in all of this. They weren't allowed to have counsel. Yeah, like, that's so messed up. The defendants were not allowed to have counsel. Right, and so they're not allowed to be like... Can you not see why this person is trying to accuse me of witchcraft? It's because of X, Y, Z. It's just... So it's always one-sided. It doesn't yep. matter. Yeah. Literally, no, it, why it, even yeah. have the trial? Yeah, it's why? like if you're, you're accu- a witch. if you're accused, it's over. Okay. When we're mean, talking yeah. about heavy rocks, you don't get counsel. Like when you're resorting to such simple things as 
if you don't say I'm a witch, I'm setting a heavy rock on We're gonna you. We're going to press you to death. Literally, you're not thinking about counsel. Like, it's ridiculous. I it's know. absolutely ridiculous. It's so interesting, though. And I mean, so many of the policies and stuff that we have in place that, you know, help those who are in trial or something come from something that's so awful mm-hmm. an awful situation so mm-hmm. like you said it's like so many policies that are in place now came from this and what was experienced and what was lacking but there are other things like um like miranda rights or amber alerts like coming from something that was like really dark and heavy mm-hmm. um to result in something that can like be beneficial for people in the future yeah so it's like it all has its place in history but it's just really upsetting how you have to get there yeah know? and i think that's i mean weirdly i think we've had this conversation on this podcast a few times now is one of the things we talk about these stories and at the same time like as interesting as all of it is and macabre you know uh, Obviously, the whole premise of the show is based on the fact that I'm interested in this weird shit. But like, amidst that, I wish we didn't have a show. I wish there was. I wish bad things like right. didn't happen. Didn't happen. Right. Yeah. And and the point is, is that they have and they're an inevitability. And the point is yeah. to do your best to Learn you know it. assist other people and protect yourself in those situations. Yeah. Which does bring me to today, witch hunts still take place all over the world. A National Geographic article from 2011 written by Mary Scones discusses a few different cases that took place across the globe. In Zambia, a huge percentage of the population have contracted HIV and AIDS, and many there believe that men, women, and children spread the virus through witchcraft. Witch hunters in Zambia take it upon themselves to hunt down those accused of witchcraft to stop the spread of HIV and AIDS. One Zambian witch hunter killed 16 people over the span of about four months. In 2008, a popular soccer player was accused of practicing witchcraft, which caused a riot that killed 13 people in Kinshasa, Congo. Who? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, The article didn't say, and I I probably should have looked it up. But Uh, Former Gambian president... I, I'm going to totally butcher this name. Uh, Yaya Jame, Y-A-H-Y-A, so Yaya Jame, I believe, believed that he was being targeted by witches, and on his orders, at least 1,000 Gambians at the time of 2011 had been arrested and tortured for their potential association with witchcraft. Potential. At least two people died from the president's witch hunts. According to an article from Scientific American written by Seema Yasmin in 2018, a minimum of 2,500 people, mostly women, were chased, tortured, and killed in witch hunts happening in India between the year 2000 and 2016. While Americans have Salem, the site of a tragedy now turned museum and tourist attraction, Many other individuals around the world live and die in fear of these same witch hunts today. People's words have power, so if ever you are given the opportunity, use your words to defend those who have been backed into a corner by an oppressive system and the mindless mob who inhabit it. And that is the story of the Salem Witch Trials. I find it very interesting that many of those, like more modern cases that you mentioned were in Africa. 
Well, one article in particular that I that I read um, was specifically focusing on that area. Gotcha. So I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a heavy influence. Just yeah, from the I think that gotcha. was where the the reporter was kind of focusing there. Gotcha. Okay. Probably a lot efforts. Yeah. That we were just flat out unaware of too. Uh-huh. Journalists, I mean. Yeah, in Africa and a few other places, like voodoo is really big. It's like a form of witchcraft, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like cases, they have yeah. like witch doctors and stuff like that, mm. and they are just considerably like, so in like South America and yeah. like the yeah. islands and stuff like that. It's like not to Haiti. say that that's not present Very everywhere true. in and some capacity, but mm-hmm. um, my sister and my mom have gone to Haiti several times, and my sister said that at night sometimes you can like hear the people chanting mm-hmm. like voodoo stuff mm-hmm. and she's like it's actually like really scary like you don't really know what's going on but mm-hmm. that in some countries um those people who practice those specific things literally like instill fear into other people and they like can control them because of that because they're like afraid of them mm-hmm. and then because of yeah. that fear it causes you know mm-hmm. oppressive people to point it at marginalized groups and go you're with you know yeah. The scary witch, and they're like, no, and and yeah. then the oppressive, well, yeah. Yeah, the no. oppressive people are like, well, you're a woman, so it doesn't matter, and, and they're, they're like, dead. we have big rocks, so yep. admit it. Yep. Yeah. In the Salem context of this is a time where religion is king, science is not developed to the point it is now. Of just like theologically, most of the stuff that like says demonism in religion is really just mental illness. And I always think that's very interesting when you look at it in historical context. Because, like, at the time of the Salem witch trials, it's like, okay, yeah, Puritanism, as I said earlier, is just trying to deviate itself from the English church. So they're trying to find a reason to explain the things that kids just do. When you're like, when you're just like, oh, (laughs) this child is probably malnourished and bored out of their mind. Of course, they're going to be fucking weird. That's basic, basic psychological. I think that's my favorite thing you've ever said. (laughs) And even if they weren't, like, kids are weird. Like, kids are going around. And it's literally just going like, my kids annoying me today. Are do they have a demon? As like a that's child, oh, man, I had a, a special passcode. I, as a as a child, I had a special passcode that I would ask my brother for for any reason that I felt necessary, and it was always the same <laughs> passcode. And my stupid self decided that "hother" was a good word <laughs> as a passcode. It's because. Children are stupid and do weird things. So would you just run up to him and be like, what's the passcode? No, so like like our computer room, like there was like a, it was like you had to slip between the computer desk and the couch and like I'd slap my leg up on the couch and Daniel would try to pass by and I would be like, what's the passcode? And he'd be like, (laughs) he would be like, seriously? I'd be like, yes. And he'd be like, hother. And I'd be like, fine. And it's like, (laughs) kids are stupid. They do weird things. And and it's not a witch. I mean, it's not we're a... stupid. If we got transported right now, welcome to the part of the podcast where we time travel, everyone. Yeah. We, like Adventures we in Odyssey. Tra- if we got transported right now to the Salem witch trials, 
First off, they'd be like, you guys are witches, you just teleported here. One, <laughs> <laughs> teleportation. Also, even if they didn't see that, we'd be dead. Yeah, flashback to the beginning of tonight, where Nathan was fucking farting in his armpit. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna tell me that people in the 16th and 17th century weren't farting with their armpits. The if they, they, no, if they were, they would be witches. They weren't thinking about what they're, their they're about. Do. They're like about to hang us. No, the kids and, doing that were... <laughs> we're just, yeah, no, for Nathan, and they're like, what are your last words? And then he just starts <laughs> armpit farting and everyone in the village is like, oh, they're not witches, take them down, take them down. <laughs> um, I would like to... Here's the thing, that would be a valid argument. Oh my God, crazy shit like that happened. I have a specific example for myself contorting my body as a child <laughs> to compare myself to the children being accused as witches back then. Oh no, they were the ones accusing. Uh, either way, it, <laughs> being involved... Um. I, there is a VHS somewhere, somewhere, of me as like a three-year-old, maybe even younger, probably two. What does VHS stand for? Oh my god! I know. I've oh used no. it my whole life. Wait, I literally just asked you that the other vehicular day. slaughter. My first thought was video home system. But that's that's, that, that's what right. my guess was, but but. Video home system. Oh, oh. Okay. 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 Fuck you all. I taught me something. <laughs> you put I your, taught me something. But you put your VHS in a VCR. What's a VCR stand for? Exactly. Video system component. Video, video central. C. Cassette recorder. Cassette recorder. That makes sense. Okay. VHS goes in the VCR. Y'all got learned today. Either way. And it comes up on the TV. Somewhere. We teach you everything as the Somewhere in the depths of my home back in Illinois, I exist on a VHS. Um, and I am running around my old basement to the song Larry Boy. Um, yes. I love that. From Veggie Tales. Okay, so. Picture my basement. It's like, it's it's got wood paneling walls and a, a like very thin carpeting for the ground and just like these kind of carpeting old, where you can feel the concrete it like below yes. it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it was well. I'll say it was like a bit padded. Um, and then there's like old blue faded couches from the eighties. Were they denim? Uh, no, they were not oh. denim, but they were weird. And um, there is the support beam of my house in the center of said basement. And I am running around said support beam, a thing that is witchy, running in a circle around it with my... You guys can't see this, but my arm was like this. And He's I am... sticking his elbows yes, straight up into the air. My elbow is like... Is like 120 degree angle to the ground. It, like, my elbow was like parallel with my body. And I was... I'm going to go off mic to demonstrate, but I was like... I was like doing this. We're a really good podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Like around, around the like pole, like spinning in one. Oh, 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 like your arm was around the pole? No, no, no. no. My oh, arm was just in the air. Uh, no. And I'm just running around this pole to Larry Boy. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> no, Sarah and I were talking last yeah. night about how, like, when you're a kid, you get caught and like get super embarrassed doing just like weird stuff, like. <laughs> But you think it's normal. I, like I just, you're doing, doing you're doing weird shit. You know, like you're doing weird <laughs> shit as a child in a room by yourself, and then you happen to look over and notice someone saw you, and you're like, 
no, 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 no. And that's know, exactly what we're, these kids were doing. Like, do you know sure. how often I was in a monologue in my room and um, <laughs> that, my dad was just like, no I would one. just see my dad's face at the, at crack through the door and would be like, oh no, I'm not talking at dinner tonight. I can't handle this. <laughs> I really wish you would yeah. tell the story about also, the school bathroom. Oh, can I? Can I? Sorry. Um, so my youngest sister, Julia, when she was maybe like six or eight. I was talking about the school bathroom. Very different. Oh, oh, the school bathroom. This is about you, not about her. So when I was in elementary school, our cafeteria was right across. There was a bathroom right across from the cafeteria. And so I got permission from the lunch aide to go to the bathroom. And um, I just had a song in my heart that day. And I decided um, to (laughs) dance in the bathroom because there was nobody in there. And I'm like looking at myself in the mirror, really feeling myself. And the final finale move was a butt smack. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to like. What age? I had to. I was in elementary. I was maybe in like the fourth grade. And I had to. And I had to. I think I had watched like a Britney Spears music video or something. And so I bring my knee high up there and I swing my arm and I smack my butt. And at the same time, Lauren. Walks through the door and she's like, "Redacted the last At the name. same, at the same time, Lauren this girl redacted. Lauren walks through the door and she's like, "You're lucky that was me." <laughs> also, completely just like off the chart. Like we don't have to put this. Um, you were talking about like weird colored couches. Yeah. My whole life, <laughs> I grew up with. I mean, you could tell it was an old couch that my parents had bought. Like, when they were newly married, they could afford it. It's what they got. It was just, like, this, like, half-inch wide striped couch. It was just gray and, like, kind of, like, darker gray. My whole life, I was just, like... So it was red and green? <laughs> it was a red and <laughs> green couch? Like, I was about to say. That's uh, a fucking <laughs> ugly couch. Just a colorblind, yeah. Grain <laughs> of salt story. Literally, I'm about to be 27 and then maybe about five years ago my parents were like yeah and then the blah, blah, the white and green couch we had and oh. i was like oh we, i was right yeah we had a white and green couch and they were like yeah like the one that was down in in like the living room and i was like we had a white and gray couch and they were like Josiah, that was white and green. And this is why colorblindness is so depressing. <laughs> yeah, Literally, apparently is this thing is like forest green and I thought oh. it was gray. Oh, I feel bad that my prediction was correct. <laughs> I knew the end of the story. I'm sorry for spoilers, everybody. No, but seriously, apparently this was like a right. white and like forest green, like Christmas tree color and I thought it was white and gray my whole life well whenever this podcast has a Patreon you can join that and we can all get Josiah those glasses and chrome glasses honestly seriously Patreon people those things are fucking expensive (laughs) yeah when we have a Patreon that's where it's going (laughs) that's where it's going we promise Um, awesome well thank you so much uh, for listening everyone link in the description for our sources and stay tuned for our next episode we had a bit of banter in the beginning of this recording session. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I'm going to tag it on at the end here. Um, so if you, for some reason, like us and want to hear us talk about random stuff, uh, continue listening. But otherwise, happy Halloween. Stay safe. Wear a mask. I'm your host, Tanner Azanero, The Odd One, out.
okay as soon as we stopped recording i realized that um i forgotten to mention some mention something that i uh meant to sarah you're all the way over there but uh i'm officially a murderino now i am a big fan of the podcast my favorite murder yes yes i am it's (laughs) i'm a murderino she ran so fast to the microphone um and like I wanted to say this on the podcast. The, I'm, the my my favorite. <laughs> is the door open? I do not pee with the door open. I hear a door open. I think you pee with the door open. I do that in my own home, not in others' homes. I have some class, okay? <laughs> I am a murderino now. The podcast, My Favorite Murder, is really good. Um, And I just got to say this because as soon as we stopped recording, we were talking about how really good our podcast is. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. And fucking my, like, My Favorite Murder, they don't talk about anything for 40 fucking minutes. (laughs) Every episode, and I listen to the entire thing because they're so funny and and they're awesome and they are like really likable and they don't have to actually talk about crime for 40 minutes, these motherfuckers. Wait, are you talking about us? You're talking about us. (laughs) So what you're saying is they give us hope. Well, I'm saying you guys are funny. It just, I listen to it and I'm like, how do they get away with this? I couldn't get away with this. I couldn't talk about nothing for 40 minutes and then get to the crime and people are like yeah this is good I listen to them like every day now and I sit through all of the banter because it's all yeah. really yeah, I funny I need to check that out um, I love stuff like Karen that Kill, really Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark um, definitely two queens that we should all appreciate <laughs> those, are, those names. are their names those are the host names um, are you a Karen or a Georgia the real question wait what are oh. you talking about my I favorite murder oh Am I a, which one am I? What are you, a BuzzFeed quiz? No, it's a thing. They have buttons in their uh, merch shop. Oh, I I don't know. I, okay. I'll say I've been listening um, to them for a week and a half. So I will say too, like, they, I mean, they were already like established more, but. Yeah, that's just, true. They were comedians. But they also, or they are yeah, they are, yeah. But I think my favorite murder is just like so successful because like. That's right. They're just like really entertaining and they're really honest and they're really blunt about everything. Um, and people love that. So they're definitely a good inspiration to draw from. They're really funny and they don't edit out like how I edit out. I put in music. <laughs> they have no music in their podcast. Yeah. I don't know how they get away yeah. with it. They have no music in their podcast. When they like trip on a word, they don't edit it out and I don't care. Like no <laughs> one cares because they're perfect and awesome. Yeah, and no. they're everything that I wish I could be as a and, podcast And here's host. the thing, Tanner. So you're, you're, either, you're either a listener Tanner, who listens you to... Are. You're either a listener who listens to the whole thing start to finish or you're a skipper who skips past all of the chitter chatter. Oh my God, I listen to all of the chitter Yeah, and the you chatter. got to. They just have the most perfect podcasting voices. Yep, and it they pisses really me do. off how great they are. Uh, uh, you both are never going to hear this ever, uh, but I'm murderino now and you guys suck <laughs> how much better you are than me as podcast hosts. Anyway. So, stay sexy. So, uh, my and name's Tanner Azanero, the aka the odd one. Out.
But like, I, I just, I think that's why I don't like Halloween is like you round the corner and somebody's like this like ripped up like bleeding pig murderer and you're like. <laughs> I'm decorating myself in pig guts. No, I delivered to a UPS store that's next to like a Halloween like costume shop. Wait, 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 wait. You delivered, you Amazon delivered to a UPS store? Yeah, we do that a lot. A USPS store. Oh. We do that a lot. Yeah, it's like people have like their... um, They have like lockboxes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. But it's next to like a costume shop and in the window, it's this like bloody pig butcher man. Is it... And it's like I just a spirit Halloween. Like, was it a spirit Halloween store? Wait, actually, was it a spirit Halloween store? I don't know. It's Do like we think something. he'd remember that? I mean, I just, I just hate that shit, and that's why I don't like Halloween. No, I get it. That's uh, that's why it would be funny for me to get a big scary thing like that display and just have it in the corner here, and I'd be like, awesome. I would literally. I have to think. We do a bit where you pretend to be a statue in our house for three days so you can scare the shit out of Josiah. Like you stand there for three full days, <laughs> and I would take, we figure it out. We get you a diaper. I would take, th- I would take Ew. three full days of to figure out how to get back at you, and then I would break you. <laughs> I like that I'm also Good part luck. of this plan, but I'm like, mm-hmm, I escape consequence. <laughs> also, you don't, you're not the one who has to stand in a it's statue for three days. Yeah. I do nothing. <laughs> he just sits there eating popcorn the whole time. What is he <laughs> So if you ever see Tanner just sitting around the living room an ungodly amount. What the fuck is Yab-tober? Y-A-B-tober. You're a bitch, Tober. (laughs) It is now. (laughs) That is what it means now. I didn't think Yabtober could get any better. Holy shit. What was it before? It's a Yabtober miracle. What was it before? Uh, Tanner and I were literally, this is one of our dumb idiot thoughts that happened, I think, over a year ago now. Um... And it's for some reason the pinnacle of stupid things we have said. Um, so we were we were just sitting on the couch in the old living room. And we were like, I think you said it. You're like, yeah. why isn't there a month called Yabtober? <laughs> and then why we just lost it for no reason. It was like the dumbest thing we could have ever laughed at. What is what a strange thing to have such it's, fury about. It's so useless. It's, it's, it's the just, dumbest thing we've said. It has zero it's worth as an idea whatsoever. Like, there's people in the world whose ideas, like, save people's lives, and then there's Yabtober. Yeah, and then there's Yabtober. <laughs> like, those things exist on the same planet. We, I think we laughed for 15 minutes. <laughs> we're still laughing. We're still laughing. It's yeah. years later. Yabtober. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah, do you but know yeah, Yabtober is not going to save someone's life after they listen to this podcast? Oh, I am if, legitimately oh crying. If Yabtober saves someone's life, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> a life for a life at that point. It Just a life for a life. Yabtober <laughs> equals out. It saves somebody, somebody's life and it kills Nathan. Oh also, God. I have a random question for everyone that's completely off topic, but trust wait. me, it matters. Um, it matter. Would you go on a date with someone at Cheddar's? Um, yeah. Why not? Um, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I've been on four dates in my on. life. I'll take whatever I can get at this point. Wait, 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 I no, love no. cheddar. I mean, like, if you have only met this person once, okay, and then you're like, all right, yeah, let you pick where we're going on our next date, and they're oh, like, so they've already met. Meet you at Cheddar's. Okay, I would assume on. they have Are, a great sense of humor. Um, here, wait, wait, wait. Is this in Nashville? No. 
Okay, what? well, where are they? It's in what, Texas. What is Cheddar? Is it a small town in it's Texas? It's like a fondue place. No. It's like the melting pot. Is but there discount. like better restaurants? Better, yeah, there are better things. Okay, then I. Then and he's not kidding. Then we, no, no, then, oh, and it's a and, guy? And, uh, yeah. yeah, no. Okay. I think she their needs main, to run. Their main, yeah, no. Their main point if it was, okay, if you were talking about a guy and it was a girl who suggested it, I'd still be like, that's a little weird. But guys are scarier, in my opinion. So I'm like, no. Don't meet a Cheddar. My caveat to that. Is if he's one of those like super adorable small town guys where he's like no, a nice date. There isn't. <laughs> it's not. See, if anyone suggested cheddars to me, I would say no, probably. I, well, okay, actually, no. I mean Ted Bundy did dishes. I, I would never recommend cheddars. Like if I was like Sarah, if I would like. If we just started dating, I was like, "Let's go to Cheddar's." I'd want you to say no. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would never recommend Cheddar's. I just discovered and what Cheddar's was, so I'd probably be like, "Sure thing." I've, I've never been there. Here's but the thing. I can't wait. Yeah. And, yeah. and for all of our listeners who are like, "My first date was at Cheddar's." Also, all of this. <laughs> <laughs> for all I of you, I went to Cheddar's in I know '86. I'm, I know. <laughs> I know I'm alienating a lot of our audience right now. Yes. Um, I don't remember what the point of it was going to be, but uh, that's fucking weird. Don't do that shit. Also, <laughs> the cheddar is teasers out no, there. Please yeah. have no explanation, and all of what we've been recording is just at the beginning. I actually think I'm going to take this, but at the end. Yes, I honestly, please. I yeah. honestly just needed to know because. I'm being asked, do I go on this date with this man I've met once at Cheddar's? Also, point out that she's asking because <laughs> that alone yeah. tells... How much did she like him? That's um, a fantasy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Cheddar's is the place... If it's, it's, it's Everyone like knows Cheddar and I are the only I single ones. I feel like it's ones. the place that you go on once you've been dating for a long time and you're like, <laughs> like oh, Cheddar's. Cheddar's. Justin yeah, no. and Nathan, not this Nathan with me, but a different Nathan, went to Cheddar's like, and we loved it because it's just like a funny place to sure. go. And also, sure. it's not bad. Yeah. Like, Cheddar's is bad. it's called Cheddar's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just funny. I guess it's just like you've met this person once. You don't even have their phone number. Oh. And they're like, hey, let me pick you Here's up at your house. If and that's you your best impression, <laughs> okay. fucking... Okay, no. I think you really pretty if you want to meet a Red Robin. Oh, I know. I mean, that was that Oh, I would go on lots of cheddars way before Red Robin. Also, Red Robin has well, bottomless steak fries. Well, yeah. 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 Red Robin oh, is, just eat yeah. fries until you shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red Robin, if you want to sponsor us, today's episode is brought to you by Red Robin. No, it's not. For legal reasons, no, it's not. I love the meme of the murderer going into the house with a knife, and he's like, Red Robin, and the guy leans out of the closet and goes, yum. Damn it. <laughs> and then he gets stabbed. Oh, so into our pad. Into our podcast. You can move out. Please stuff. cut that. <laughs> Padcast. Our podcast. Our P A H D. I'm so Cast. glad I don't sound like that, dear God. Our podcast. Okay. Yeah.